Are you ready for friends that you can say anything to? We got you. I'm Wendy, founder of Bloom Wellness. And I'm Sin, Liberation Life Coach, and you're listening to Truth Tuesday, Liberation Through Radical Honesty. Welcome to Truth Tuesday. This is episode two, season two. Today, Cynthia and I will be talking about redefining relationships. So what we've noticed just in general, a lot of us are, I guess a lot, a lot of us are really disrupting the paradigms that have existed for a very, very long time. Um, Today, we're going to really focus on relationships because that is something that a lot of us are dealing with. And it's very important to talk about these things because some people are afraid to, to speak their truth and walk in their truth and follow their heart. So we'll start with Cynthia. Um, did you want to give a little intro before I, I hammer down and ask you the hard questions? Sure. When it comes to relationships, a lot of my experiences really stem from questioning what I grew up witnessing and not just within my own family and within my own culture but you know within society as a whole and I think there's so many things that are normalized that unless we step outside of that space it's really difficult to call it what it is or see it for what it is and so um, I think for me, one of the things that I would love for us to, to, or at least that I would love to share today is um, why this is important for us to disrupt these paradigms because it really does have a lot to do with what has been created, you know, in terms of the new systems, new ways of doing business, new ways of relating to each other, new ways of taking care of the earth. And so I think that's why it's important that we have this conversation today. Okay, now taking it a step back, um, as an anthropologist, what what do these relationships culturally look like for us? Like, can you give us a good definition of, or an outline or overview of what that is? Sure. So. Obviously, a lot of um, different cultures across the world have different definitions for um, how they, um, you know, how they sort of have their institutions of like marriage, for example, what that looks like. And, um, you know, in a lot of cultures, either in the past um, or even, you know, in in recent history, you have a lot of, you know... um, you know, uh, like this exchange of um, goods and exchange of, um, you know, in exchange for another, like a partner, for example. So like, here's 10 cows in exchange for, you know, your daughter so I can marry her. So um, I think that that part of marriage and um, coming into partnership with someone is very deeply ingrained in how we have been operating. Um, so I'll give this to you in exchange for, for the, this the person. Transactional the piece. transactional piece. Thank you. And so, um, and I think when we're talking about, um, 
you know, getting getting married, for example, um, it does, you know, the old paradigm does come with this agreement that I'm going to sacrifice something of myself for the sake of this marriage. And that's a very outdated way of perceiving a marriage. Um, so, you know, and a lot of people, I'm not saying it's not valid, but I'm just saying that with the increase in divorce rates that we are seeing, it's clearly a cry from a lot of people saying, why are we still doing this? It's clearly not working. And I think a lot of it has to do not because, you know, people that get married don't respect or honor what marriage truly is. It's because we have these templates and these the, the way that it's been modeled and institutionalized, that's not working. And that's the thing that we have to revisit and really think about, mm, do we really want to keep doing it this way or not? I think that's really important because people don't want to question that. They don't They don't want to be the one that says the thing. Mm-hmm. But it isn't working for us. Um, it's obvious that it's not working for us. Even people that are dating, the way that they're, um, I guess, going towards finding a, a partner or looking for a partner or trying to figure out how to, I want to say capture. It's like they throw out the bait to capture... <laughs> They're prey. Mm-hmm. So there's this this kind of, um, it's a game. It's mm-hmm. a game that they play and they portray themselves to be a certain way mm-hmm. until they get what they want. And when they can no longer uphold this facade, then everything falls apart. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the way that we've been operating is no longer serving us because everything was a means to an end. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we've talked about this before in the, the, pre, in the previous season. But how manipulative it is for people to show us certain parts of themselves to to get what they want. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if we look at relationships, and again, we're not saying that it doesn't work for everyone, but if you're willing, it shouldn't be sacrificial. There's, you know, sacrifice and, you know, martyrdom, and then there is compromise. So if you are in a relationship and you decide that you two want to work together and you're in alignment, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. You can make things work. But if you are in a space where you're on your own and this is no longer working for you, we're here to tell you that that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay if it's not working out for you and it's okay to question it and it's okay to challenge it. Mm -hmm. So for me, one of the questions I have for you, Cynthia, is what was an event that made you question the way that you've been operating in relation to others? Oh, hands down, my divorce. Um... You know, I think for me, really what it came down to was the way that marriage or the the definition of marriage was instilled, with, instilled within me. So there is like this process, right? And I don't know, um, and I think this is probably going to re- resonate more with people who are a more um, traditionally Mexican, mm-hmm. not as assimilated. So, for example, um, one of the things that my ex-husband, ex-husband was expected to do was to ask for permission to marry me. Like, that's a whole thing. Yeah, I know. I'm cringing, too. <laughs> but, but for me, it was like, I'll go, around, I'll go along with a charade. Even though I was like, this is, you know, excuse Ridiculous. my language. Yeah, this is silly. Like, it's stupid. Like, why are we doing this? This makes no sense to me. I'm not 
some property or trophy to be you know like you said treated as like a, an object of, for a transaction and um but to everyone ar- around me that was normal like that was expected that was the like the thing that brought you honor sign of respect for your family yeah exactly and and here i am you know and i'm gonna be really blunt and honest and this whole time i'm just sitting there like dude everyone is so hypocritical like he and i had already obviously been intimate mm-hmm. you know we're we're obviously already like cohabitating like i don't understand wh- why we're still doing this like at that point that's where you know i didn't think about it to the point where i was like do i even want to get married then but after the divorce that's when i started to look back and think about like dude those were all red flags and why didn't i honor that why because i was conforming like i felt like i i literally felt like i had to like i didn't have a choice mm-hmm. and you know even though i was a college graduate even though i was very assimilated even though i had already you know identified as a chicana and i was you know i was not as um as connected to like my mexican roots as much as like my parents who were born in mexico um you know i grew up listening to like mariah carey and boys to men and you know like tupac and, and so sync. and sync yeah and so um so you know i didn't i didn't i wasn't really listening to like banda and corridos back then mm-hmm. and so for me i I just felt like I had to, like I had to go along with whatever they said I needed to so that I could be married to this man. But I, I never took it, like it didn't mean anything to me. But if you look back, like why are we doing that? Why are we putting on these performances, carrying out these quote unquote rituals when they don't have any meaning anymore? They don't serve a purpose anymore. Why are we still doing them? The other one is you, you live with your parents until you get married right and for me for a lot of us that went to college that was our way out that was how we got out of that situation and if you didn't you would get married right um and and that's something that we don't really talk about because again because we're in it we can't see how how problematic that is so we accept it because it's so normalized and so you know So the more that I am growing and expanding and seeing how other people do things, I'm like, oh, this is why it never sat well with me. And so that's when I started to really question, you know, every choice that I've made and ensure that any future choice that I made was going to be more aligned with who I am and what I want and not because someone said so. Similarly, I think for me, there's a lot of shame in so many different things where I didn't want to have like a crazy long um, laundry list of, of men that I dated before I got married because there was a lot of shame in that. So my objective was to find a husband um, as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I didn't want to get too many notches on my belt mm-hmm. because God forbid, you know, I... I did that or I dishonored the family in that way. So that was something that I had to come to terms with. Um, It was subconscious, but I know for me there was just like, I didn't want to judge other people for their choices, but for me, I was judging myself hard. And 
when I when I met my ex, he was. I mean, check check boxes were were all like checked off. You know, educated, um, had a decent job. He's a hard worker. He has potential. You know, I could have a good time with him. So some some bonuses. He did some fun stuff. I could stand him for longer than an hour. You know, all these mm-hmm. things that you're like, this is cool. Um, mm-hmm. He was open to some like road trips with me. We spent time together. So all these things were super important. Mm-hmm. But that was it. It wasn't like we did talk about some life goals and that kind of thing. But not everything was aligned. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, that wasn't a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Those are the red flags. Right. And fast forward, you know, when things start, when you really start stepping into who you are mm-hmm. and you're getting rid of everyone else's expectations, mm-hmm. then you find out who you are, who you really are. Mm-hmm. And on this side of it, after so many years of, of marriage and trying to figure stuff out, of course, this man became, became one of my best friends mm-hmm. and still is. Mm-hmm. But the romantic portion of it, that was no longer there. Right. So honoring that, honoring that, that title, that connection, mm-hmm. that intimacy was not there. Right. That was difficult because, again, the way that you defined it, if, you know, if there's not enough of a, a big problem, if you're not being abused there's no domestic abuse that's not good enough excuse to walk away from a marriage so you start looking around and how many people um, stay in marriages that are not fulfilling Mm -hmm. based on that and I can tell you right now it's like my ex is one of the best people that I know Um, but again we're different people we grew apart I still honor and respect him an amazing person but I had to move on and I had to do the thing. And some people just, they, they can't sit with the fact that we're friends. That makes them cringe. Mm-hmm. Makes them so uncomfortable because they can't believe that that's something that's possible. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to, yeah, if you don't hate the person, then you shouldn't divorce them. Right. Exactly. Is that how we want to define marriage? Not me. But I mean, but let's, that's a legitimate question. Yeah. Like, is that as a collective or you, the listener, is that, does, how does that feel in your body? Right? It feels gross in my body. It, does, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> no. Like, let's be honest. It, it doesn't feel good. And I think that's where the redefining comes into play is what does feel good for our nervous system, for our bodies on our hearts and our souls and our mind, what brings us peace, right? Like what 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 does that look like for us and it's not controlling it's not you know perpetuating these toxica toxico you know roles which is very very rampant right now within our community mm-hmm. and um and so what do we want it to look like because that's gonna we already know how that's that narrative ends right it doesn't end well been there done that been there done that it yes. doesn't end well people get hurt people eventually become conscious of how abusive that is and they don't they're at one point they're gonna get tired of it and they're gonna walk out because that's where the our empowerment is right the minute that you become aware that something is not okay it's only a matter of time before you leave 
So that's not going to work. So, you know, if anybody's out there like this, may this serve you as like kind of a wake up call. Those types of behaviors, if you're not willing or ready to change, I get it. But also understand that there's consequences attached to that. No one, that's not unconditional love to no. say, oh, you got to put up with my, you know, with my, whatever the behavior is. If because it's hurtful. It's cute, because it's cute. Yeah. Because it's on social media. Because it's on a fucking sticker. Yeah, no, like, like, like hitting, okay. like I've been seeing that a lot in social media, like hitting each other. Like that's not that's not okay it's never okay and i don't know at what point where as a collective we thought not just that it was okay because i've been there and i know that feeling of actually believing that it's acceptable but also but like to the point where we're um like romanticizing it encouraging it and um rewarding it right i think that's different because at least for me when i was at you know i was playing that part of being a toxica back then like I was, there was a part of me that was maybe subconsciously knew that it was shameful. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't do it in front of other people, or at least not that I'm aware of. Maybe I don't know. Maybe other people picked it up and I just couldn't see it. But, um, but I don't know that I would have been, you know, posting it on social media and be like, hey, look, I hit my, my husband. <laughs> now, some people are really proud of the way that they act when they're abusive towards their spouses. Um, unfortunately there are and it's embarrassing for me as a female to to watch other women do this and to be abusive to their partners and i had a boyfriend in college who i feel like i gave a hard time i I borderline or maybe full i don't know I, i bullied him and going back and looking at that and and just the frame of reference now is someone was abusive towards me and the way i took power back is by being abusive to someone else Mm -hmm. and the conversation is when you do come into awareness you feel so fucking small Mm -hmm. that you did that to someone even if it was something minor Mm -hmm. so if you are out there and you are perpetuating these uh stereotypes of the the toxica and toxico check yourself because believe me when you open your eyes one day and you look in the mirror you're not going to be happy with who you're looking at. Oh, no. And that's the part, right? Like, this is why I'm so passionate about talking about my, the way that I was abusive towards my ex-husband. Because when I became conscious of how I was acting, like, I was literally consumed with so much shame and so much guilt. And it didn't come from outside. It was all from my own consciousness, Right? And it was, and it was unbearable for me. And, and, and I think part of, part of the reason why a lot of people are divorcing is because it's not, that's not even like the threshold anymore. Like abusive is like a huge non-negotiable, right? Mm -hmm. Like the threshold now is like emotional abuse, psychological abuse, right? Gaslighting, like people will leave you for gaslighting them. Because that's also not okay and not acceptable mm-hmm. or dismissing or invalidating. And for a lot of people, like relative to what, you know, they're familiar with, they're like, oh, that's not a big deal. I don't understand what the big deal. Not yet. But, you know, let your awareness catch up and it's going to hit you like a tsunami of, you know, like I said, of shame and guilt. No, and it's. I think it's pretty heavy when you start looking at it that way because... Um, in so many other ways, you 
you start coming to terms with the fact that you want to be aligned with a person that's ready to listen and grow with you and compromise. So we've talked about it before, but it's it's building a bridge together and meeting halfway. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're going to come a little more on your side and sometimes you will go a little more on their side. But it's this constant, uh, not even a push and pull, but it's like, I'll give a little, but you give a little. Mm-hmm. And we're meeting somewhere. You don't have to completely change your mind to think the way that I do. Right. And I don't have to do the same. But when we're in alignment and we're doing this dance together, it looks different. It looks Mm -hmm. so different. And it doesn't have to be so heavy all the damn time. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, when you look at these passionate relationships that people have, it's always drama. Always screaming. Or he hasn't called me. He didn't do this. Or she didn't do that. And she's so high maintenance. And... People are so addicted to the drama because they're used to it from mm-hmm. when they were growing up. So that adrenaline rush that you're maybe attracted to, you're pretty much just rebuilding. And, and I don't know, it's this kind of, uh, what would you call it? They're kind of reliving their, their childhood. Yeah, they're, it's like a reenactment. Re- exactly. Yeah. So that's what that is. Mm-hmm. And people cannot see that. They don't see that right. this is what we're doing. So it's like when you're yelling at someone, look in the mirror. Who do I remind myself of? Where did I see this? Mm-hmm. Where did I start thinking that this was okay? Mm-hmm. So right now, when we're redefining all of this and we're letting go of all this that obviously no longer serves right. anyone, right? we have to like come to terms with the fact that maybe we can live that rom-com type of love. We can have that, maybe temporarily, but it is possible. Mm-hmm. And we can have tough conversations. And it doesn't have to be dramatic. You don't have to give someone an ultimatum about, well, if you don't do it my way, it's the highway. That's not it's not conducive for growth. It doesn't invite you to want to learn and grow. Right. You're pretty much saying, if you don't do what I tell you to do, if I can't control you, if I can't dominate you, then I'm going to abandon you. Right. That's also traumatic. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so we, we've been talking about what doesn't work. Right. We know it doesn't work. It's not an opinion. Right. <laughs> it's not like, you know, this is our own personal beliefs. The research shows, right, how harmful these behaviors are and how, and when you put that together with like divorce rates and a lot of younger generations not wanting to get married, I mean, you don't have to do a whole study to kind of put two and two together. Right. Right. Like it, it all makes sense. They're watching us engaging into the in these marriages and then falling apart they're like yeah we're not doing that that you know i don't know what you guys are doing but we don't want that and so but in figuring it out what doesn't work at least for me and i know for you we have taken it on upon ourselves to try to figure out okay if that doesn't work what does because i don't want to throw marriage out the window right like i know that it exists for a reason and I know there's a purpose for it and I know people have been doing it for a real humans have been doing it for a really long time I want to figure out why where that comes from and is there a way to be able to be in a partnership and we have found right skills and tools and values Mm -hmm. that we can help shape and redefine how to be in a relationship with someone that's not toxic so Mm -hmm. like things like and I don't like to use the word toxic um just unhealthy behaviors. Right. And so um, so things like um, 
effective communication, right? And we've talked about this many times, um, being able to hold space for each other, everybody going to therapy, everybody, <laughs> everybody taking accountability and people extending compassion and, um, and also helping communicate and meet each other's needs and wants, right? All of this stuff. That what that's not present in the old paradigm of relationships or marriages. Oh my gosh, I feel like okay. Let's take it back to communication too, because what comes through for me is, um, and you and I have had this conversation in the past. But sometimes you meet someone, and even if we all speak Spanish or English or we're bilingual, mm-hmm. we have very specific communication styles. Mm-hmm. So that can be even you and I. So. For you and I, it's a little easier. We know each other. We've figured something out. So we have this uh, kind of like language, a Wendy, a Cynthia language that's already come together that Mm -hmm. works for us. Right. So sometimes, like we've said, you might meet someone and we live in the same country, but we're in different states. Mm -hmm. And it's California English is one kind of English. New York English is a different kind of English. Mm -hmm. So, but we still kind of can understand each other. There's just some terminology that's maybe not interchangeable, mm-hmm. and that's it. But sometimes you will run across someone that's from a, an entirely different country, mm-hmm. and then sometimes you're going to meet someone that's from a different galaxy. Right. It so, feels that way anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah. And if you are not willing to co-create and come up with your a language that's combining both of your languages so that you right. can fully understand each other, if that's not the commitment right to understanding each other you're fucked right it's not gonna work yeah and and it's yeah and going off of what you're saying is i have noticed that the last few guys that i've dated like communication has become less of a problem it's still an issue but it's less of a problem um and it's to the point where they're like wow like you just sort of took the words right out of my mouth right it's like to the point where i can already imagine what they might want to communicate and offering them like a script or a a narrative or words that they could you know maybe take on and be like yes that's exactly what i meant to say um but again that also required my healing my wanting to expand my vocabulary to describe my own inner experiences that that i was having so that i can communicate it to someone else because lashing out wasn't working Mm -hmm. throwing throwing a tantrum doesn't work Mm -hmm. right and so i'm like okay how do i communicate this thing oh let me read this book it's really helpful and a lot of therapists and social media accounts they have great posts where they say how to communicate x y and z and literally great scripts right word for word you can change it up for yourself but those are the new things that we want to adopt and we want to use as we move into this new way of being in a relationship with you know a significant other and also just um if you can be committed to being curious Yes, that's because one. yeah, because for me, um, I've had a hard time asking people questions because people have not been curious about what I'm going through. So it's always mm-hmm. me in relation with me. So now, as I step into this new kind of phase of my life, asking the questions. If a question does come up, ask the question. Right. Ask the question over and over again, and right. um, even 
when we had that conversation, the quality of your question determines the quality of the answer you're going to receive. Yes. So mm-hmm. let's get better at asking questions mm-hmm. because, yeah, you have to ask the source. If you're feeling some kind of way, and I think we're good about this, it's like, hey, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. If you sense something, trust yourself. Trust your intuition. Something feels off, even if it's just your trauma that's like triggering something. Ask the question so you can end that loop and that cycle quicker, sooner, mm-hmm. so that you can step into a healthy relationship and get rid of that old narrative or whatever is messing with your head. Right. So I think that's really important, like the curiosity piece. But I think that's more going into a new, um, the, the new relationship kind of standard. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, you just suck it up and it's like, oh, that's just the way they are. No, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, and we do it with family members too, but that's a different conversation. But it's like that's where it comes from. That's where it comes from, yeah. Yeah, so it's not okay. It's not okay for anybody really. Just ask the questions. And then from there, I can guarantee that it'll be uncomfortable, but it saves you so much grief. Right, yeah. And a part of that issue also stems from, like the big thing that's circulating social media right now is... um, this article that was written on psychology today about how single men are becoming or increasingly more lonely and without partners because they're not emotionally mature or equipped or what however you want to phrase it and um and so i even posted something in my stories about that you know how do how do the men that follow me feel about that about feel about having to adapt to our collective as females heterosexual females Uh, collectively saying no we don't want a relationship unless it looks like this right and i think that's huge that's why we're talking about this because it's not just me again it's not just me and you saying oh this is how you should be in relationship no many of us are standing up and saying we don't want that old way anymore we want it like this we need you guys to heal we need you guys to you know learn how to connect with yourselves love yourselves and that's how you'll know how to really love us and be able to offer us a space where we can have a healthy relationship. And and then taking it a step further, if you haven't done your work to try to start your healing, you don't have to be fully healed. Let me just put that out there. I don't know if there is such a thing. Um, I haven't found it yet. But um, we're we're constantly healing. There there are very many blind spots as to, you know, things that will come up, Mm -hmm. um, things that are going to trigger you. But if you're on your path and you're able to create space and see other people without being triggered or witness yourself mm-hmm. as you're witnessing the other, it's a whole different ball game. Right. So if you can check yourself, it's like, look at yourself first. Always look at yourself first, ladies, yeah. because we're, we're expecting these men to do all the things yeah. and we're not even doing it for ourselves. So yes, do it first. And then if when you show up for yourself, then it's a better indicator of what kind of partner you're going to attract because they're not going to see you. The guys that are doing the work are not going to see you if you're not doing the work. Right, exactly. And it goes back to that notion that you cannot give to someone else what you can't give to yourself. So whatever you are looking for out of a relationship with another person, you have to already know how to do that in terms of your relationship with yourself. So if you expect them to communicate with you, 
do you communicate well? What does that look like? And if not, can you do better? Can you practice that? Can you take accountability when you don't communicate well? Right? And that's that's the work. Mm-hmm. That's really how it is. It's like showing up for the thing that you say you want and doing it. And being open to growing and learning because, right. again, I may be, you know, I may feel like I'm a good communicator. And as I, you know, run into someone, that's amazing. And then it's like, well, I don't really speak your language, so I'm not going to run from it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an extra challenge, but mm-hmm. let me let me move with this. Let's right. do this. Let's see how this looks. Um, can I witness it? Can I can I sit with myself in this discomfort? Because right. fuck, it's uncomfortable. It There's is. so much discomfort that we have to go through as we acknowledge. And you know, we have this this funny for me. Uh, I'm obsessed with saying it this way. But when you're going through your own shit, literally, you are <laughs> sitting in a dirty diaper. <laughs> and I mean, if you want to sit in that discomfort, you, you decide how long you want to sit in it. Mm-hmm. If you want to go ahead, I mean, you have to change your own diaper. This is what it is. You take it off and you throw it away and you take care of yourself. But if you're sitting in it for too long, I mean, you're going to have a rush. You're going to need some messy things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or that one post where, what, would, what did they say? Oh my gosh, where, like, if saying, you sit in it too long, like you won't smell your own shit, shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because you become, it becomes normal, right? Yeah. It blends in with the flowers. And you think it's normal. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. it's not. Because and it's not normal. It. And a lot of us have sat in our shit for that long that we don't. Oh yeah. We don't see it anymore. We yeah. don't. We don't smell it anymore. Yeah, it's true. Quite literally. And so it's like, yeah, when they say like, oh, she thinks her shit don't stink. I mean, and that's how people are acting. Like, you know, what I do, it doesn't matter. I get to do these things, and this is okay. Mm-hmm. But you don't get to do that. You can't talk to me that way. You don't get to blah. You're speaking to yourself that way. Mm-hmm. You're being disrespectful to yourself and others. So let's check in first. And it's like if we're expecting all these things from someone outside of us, again, mm-hmm. are we doing it? Yeah. Are we doing the work? Mm-hmm. And again, we don't have to be perfect. But if you're open and willing to learn, you're going to have someone that's going to meet you where you're at. Right. Yeah. And, you know, there, like we also have to understand this doesn't, I, I know sometimes maybe you may come across as like, being perfect or being self-righteous or whatever you want to call it but the reality is that it's not about that it has nothing to do with that it has more to do with you honoring who you really are and aligning with that being in integrity with who you say you are i don't care if you say like that you know like oh well i'm a you know this is just a hypothetical but like i'm a bank robber right well then be a bank (laughs) robber don't go be a good one don't be feeding the hungry (laughs) you know but you know what i mean commit to it commit to it you go rob those banks (laughs) exactly but like whatever it's but that's that's the accountability part right it's like if you don't communicate don't pretend that you don't be own it be like yeah i don't communicate but you know what that's where i'm at it is what it is i'm working on it i'm working on it yeah like but don't don't pretend that you're that you're perfect that's when the perfection thing comes right when you're doing one thing but you're saying a different thing yeah it's like mm, no like to me alignment has to do with like acknowledging where you're yeah you're wearing your dirty diaper <laughs> but like, yeah it stinks yeah it was me sorry guys <laughs> love this analogy (laughs) it's terrible no but the the thing is too it's like a lot of people with their resumes right even when we meet people uh, Mm -hmm. or people are interviewing for jobs there's so much bullshit information so much fluff on their resume Mm -hmm. that is not true that doesn't Mm -hmm. matter 
um, but it's not relevant. Yeah. And people do this even in relationships. They're trying to get into a relationship, so they pad their resume, mm-hmm. their dating resume. Mm-hmm. And then people are expecting certain things, and then it's like, oh, I'm a great communicator. And then it's like, psych. Mm-hmm. I'm a great communicator the first two weeks of the relationship, and then it's over. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so this is, I mean, literally yeah. this this kind of stuff happens. And people will be like, oh, yeah, I love chatting with you, and I love to go out with you for the first month of the relationship. So then say that. Like, I will be enthusiastic about the relationship in the beginning, and then things will change. But don't try to act like you're something you're not. Yeah. And sometimes things do change, right? I, I feel like maybe people can change. Well, not maybe, but people do change their minds. But again, it's the not communicating, communicating. it. Yeah. You can say, hey, I woke up this morning and I decided not to choose this. Right. Like, I've been thinking about our last conversation. And you know what? In that conversation, I realized that that's not actually what I want. I didn't know this before. But, you know, it, and it, I know it's hard to have that conversation, but there's so much power and so much integrity in that, right? And that's that's what I'm talking about. Not That's not perfect, but it's real and it's true. That's what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And it's important. And remember, even if you experience this person as a rom-com for two weeks mm-hmm. and everything was super romantic and super fun and playful and then third week, it goes to shit. It doesn't mean that it wasn't valid. Right. It's still a great experience for you. Enjoy it. Share it with people. I mean, don't be afraid to share your life. Don't hide it. Don't hide your joy. Be with it and move along because if things did change... Or you changed your mind. It turns out you've always wanted a purple house and the other person just really loves green. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is like a deal breaker. Own it. If you're not going to give in, move along. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have to compromise who you are for this. But to finish this out, I guess, what are some of the challenges that you've experienced during these shifts as you're implementing what you've learned about yourself? How hard the work is. Right? Because it's easy to point the finger outside of you and say, you don't do X, Y, and Z. Again, the work is looking at yourself where you are coming up short with where you say that you are doing things. That's the hard part. And a lot of people don't know how to take accountability. A lot of people are in denial about how they really are showing up. And, you know, I, I know I know for me, like my journey, like I'm, I've gotten so good at taking account- accountability for myself that at, at some point in my journey, like I was over doing it and I wasn't placing the proper amount of accountability on other people. Like that's how how much I tipped the scales on this end. Um, and so then I had to unlearn that and balance it out and really be honest and, you know, all that. So I think for me, that was one of the biggest challenges was being honest with myself where I was making mistakes, where I wasn't in integrity, where, you know, I was hurting people inadvertently. Like that's hard to to own your stuff, own your shit, your dirty diaper. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's getting on forever. Um, yeah, I think, you know, some of the challenges that I feel that I've encountered um, is outside voices trying to influence the way that I operate. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of people are not going to be okay. It makes them uncomfortable as they see you stepping into your truth and doing things that, you know, are aligned with you and are in, in integrity with your values. They start questioning the their values and mm-hmm. 
if whether or not they're in integrity with their truth and how they're moving in the world. Yes. And that really fucks with people. Mm-hmm. And that's not yours to own. That's right. their problem. Right. So you can continue to move forward. I mean, I mean, you can skip away, do whatever. You, you can frolic and do whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. You can moonwalk away. I mean, moonwalking has mm-hmm. been really popular the last couple of days around here. Yep. Um, so <laughs> it's really important to just do you. Mm-hmm. And when people are saying the things that they're going to say because it makes them uncomfortable, because it has something to do with their own, their own dirty diapers, <laughs> the skeletons in their closet, let them sit with that. Mm-hmm. You keep, don't question yourself. Don't let them plant seeds of doubt in your mind because they don't know how to like speak up for themselves or walk in their truth. Right. And so that's been one of, that was initially one of my challenges because other people were not validating how I felt Mm -hmm. or the things that, you know, I believed in. Right. So my core values may be different from other people's and that's okay. So you may believe that you want to stay married until the day you die, regardless of how horrible it is. That's fine. That is your choice to make. That's not the choice that I would make. Or again, most people are not <laughs> making that choice. That's, right. That's the truth. Maybe in certain communities, right? But that's why we're bringing this to light. It's like, no, most people are getting divorced or not getting married. That is the truth. Yeah. So just remember, you have choices. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are deciding to marry someone, be like, really take it, take it seriously. It is important. It's so important to be healthy and to have a healthy relationship. Don't just do it because you need to cohabitate or you need a roommate. That's bullshit. So check in with yourself. Really, it's like, why am I doing this? Is it just convenient? Is it just because I've been with this person for so long that it's just expected? Mm-hmm. Um, is it because we have kids together and that's the only reason I'm going to be with this person because you're setting up this standard for your own children, this example. Mm-hmm. Do you want your kids to be miserable too or to settle for any person just because, you know, they need a partner or you feel, or they feel lonely? Mm-hmm. So it's, that's, that's what the challenges that came up for me. That's what's come up for me. Um, and that what's, what is... I guess, uh, gosh, the biggest challenge for a lot of people is finding validation in their choices. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, the only person that needs to validate your choices is you. As Mm -hmm. as crazy as it is, as uncomfortable as it's going to make your mother and father and grandmother and grandfather, believe me, it won't be the end of the world. Mm -hmm. I'm still alive. Mm Mm-hmm probably more alive than I've ever been. So make your choices. I mean, make your bed and lie in it for real. And you're going to be happy if you're doing it out of a good place. Everything works out. Right. Even when it's hard, even if it's uncomfortable. That's life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I feel like I've gone on long enough. And how about you? How are you feeling? Yeah, I think, um, you know, hopefully this resonates or relates with a lot of people you know i know we're sort of in the thick of as a collective redefining what relationships look like and a lot of it has to do with our own self-healing and our own how we relate to ourselves and others in general general um so you know hopefully this this message you know lands in the eyes and ears of whoever needs to hear this 
Um, and yeah, as always, if anybody has anything that they want to share or have any comments or questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We appreciate you being here with us and we love you. Um, uh, hope you're having a beautiful day and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Bye.